Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Monday, April 11th. Coming up on the show today, could all things be true in the Titans-Rooney rule conversation? Is Nashville SC already playing in championship caliber form? The Memphis Grizzlies wrap up arguably the greatest regular season in the history of their franchise. But we begin with the Nashville Predators weekend and what it taught us about who they are. We are brought to you guys by the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. You guys know the entire story at this point. I've told you all about them, why they're award-winning, why you should trust them, and why their process will help you make great decisions. That's it. That's all you need to know. Kingston Group, buildkg.com. The Predators played three monster games in four days, two against Eastern Conference Stanley Cup-level teams and another against one really bad Eastern Conference team. And they went 1-1-1 which is sort of all you need to know about this team this season. The records are a ton of fun to track and talk about, and that's really what makes sports great. History, unprecedented things happening. It's wonderful, and people should absolutely be enjoying it. But this team, the Nashville Predators, they are who they are. A pretty good wildcard team. Nashville beat Ottawa 3-2 on Thursday, lost 4-1 to Florida on Saturday, and lost in overtime 3-2 to Pittsburgh on Sunday. So they beat a pretty bad team, lost to a really great and hot team, and then took one point in a loss to a solid upper-middle-class team. This is what the Predators are this year. Fun, hardworking, and record-breaking, but also clearly exactly what they're supposed to be. Sitting with just 10 games left to go in the regular season as the top wildcard team in the Western Conference. Minnesota and St. Louis continue to separate themselves, despite the fact that Nashville has clearly been the better team in the head-to-head matchup against the Wild, and Nashville seems to be doing just enough to stay ahead of everyone else in the wildcard race. This is what makes the Stanley Cup playoffs so great, however. Yes, this Predators team is what it is. An upper-middle-class team with tons of storylines, but fairly slim Stanley Cup odds. But styles make fights, and this team matches up really well with teams like Minnesota. And the Wild aren't the only team in the NHL that Nashville matches up well with. Anyone can beat anyone in any series. Again, it is what makes the Stanley Cup playoffs possibly the best postseason tournament in professional sports. We just don't know, for now, if that includes a seven-game series with the Calgary Flames, a team that Nashville will face twice over the final ten games. The Predators are at home for five straight over the next ten days, a stretch that includes playoff teams Edmonton and St. Louis to go along with rival Chicago, and of course ends at home on Tuesday evening next week against those very Flames. Calgary is the team Nashville is most likely to face in the first round of the playoffs. So let's enjoy the next few weeks, and hey, maybe we get a couple of months out of the deal. But this weekend did show us that Nashville has likely settled into its best-case scenario for the rest of the year. And that's a top wildcard team and a first-round series matchup against the Pacific Division champion. So the Titans had to put out a statement late last week as it pertains to the hiring of Mike Malarkey back in 2016, who apparently in 2020 on on a Steelers podcast had said, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, He had already been told he had the job, and when the Titans interviewed current defensive coordinator and interim head coach Ray Horton to be the head coach for the Titans, that it was a courtesy interview and that Mike Malarkey had already been told he was going to be the head coach. Now, this is one of those weird situations where all things are sort of true. Brian Flores got fired in Miami and for very strange reasons and has launched a lawsuit against the NFL. Steve Wilkes, former Arizona head coach who was there for one year, as well as Horton, have all joined the lawsuit. And the Titans have been named along with basically all 32 teams in the NFL. It's, it's, a, it's a lawsuit against the NFL. And this is one of those weird situations where sort of everything can all be true at the same time. 
African-American coaches, black coaches are not getting enough opportunities to be head coaches, college pro, anything with football. They're just not. That, that is a factual statement. Do I believe that Amy Adams Strunk and John Robinson decided to hire Mike Malarkey or not, Mr. Horton, because of the color of either of their skin? That doesn't seem like it's a real thing either. So while I think the intent of the Rooney rule is accurate and and intelligent and rational and forward thinking and Brian Flores did get fired for super bizarre reasons and there are there have been discriminatory hiring practices in the NFL it's absurd the ratio of black to white coaches but do I believe that Mike Malarkey was hired because he was white I, that, that's just hard for me to get my head around. Also, let's consider the source here with the information. I believe that what Mike Malarkey said on that podcast was accurate, that he was told he was the guy, that he was going to be the coach no matter what. But you also have to consider why he would say that and when he said it. He said it two years ago. If it was that big of a story, why wasn't anybody writing about it then? And Malarkey was fired by the Titans. So clearly there is some level of relationship or tension or backstory between Malarkey and the Titans that obviously he's not particularly happy about. Maybe he's holding a grudge, maybe he's not. We don't know. Just like we don't know what was in the heart and mind of Amy Adams Strunk and John Robinson when when they made a decision to hire Mike Malarkey over Ray Horton. Again, this is where all things are probably true. Black coaches do not get enough opportunities. Mike Malarkey was hired over a black candidate. Was he hired over that black candidate because he was black and, and Mike Malarkey was white? Seems highly unlikely. And frankly, I don't know how Brian Flores, who I think is a very good football coach and should be a head coach right now in the NFL, I think it's stupid that he didn't get hired. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how you prove the lawsuit to be true unless you've got a record of somebody making a racial statement about how we don't want to hire black coaches. I just don't know how you make that case and then prove it in court. Steve Wilkes, frankly... Everything he's done, I thought he was a pretty solid coach, but everything he's done since, he was the defensive coordinator at Missouri, was atrocious. It was one of the worst defenses in the SEC last year. Maybe that's a college thing, that's a pro thing, I don't know, but maybe it just wasn't the right fit. Maybe it just wasn't the right time. Uh, Again, if that's me coming from a white position of privilege and not understanding the situation, then that's fine. I'm willing to listen to that. But at the same time, I just don't believe that Amy Adams Strunk makes decisions based on race. It's just not, it doesn't seem feasible to me, considering her entire body of work as a human being. So um, this is one of those really weird situations where we'll have to see what happens next. But the Titans are definitely front and center now. Had to put out a statement uh, defining and defending their behavior in 2016. So just something to keep an eye on moving forward. Nashville SC on Saturday night won 2-1 to one on the road, of course, against Sporting Kansas City. Certainly a win on the road against the franchise that have a lot of deep ties to Nashville SC. Mike Jacobs coming from Sporting Kansas City, the general manager. And they had to come from behind, being down one nothing in the first half. They scored two goals, Dave Romney and CJ Sapong, in the second half to take a lead. It was a really, really entertaining game. And it is their third victory. They have 10 points now on the road in six matches. Two more to go on the road before we open the building on May 1st. And for them to already have 10 points in six road matches is extraordinary. Three wins on the road is an extraordinary situation for Nashville SC to be in just one and a half months into the season. This is a really good Nashville SC team. There's still some questions. Alex Muil, by the way, starting it right back is maybe a step up. They still have to figure out what to do with Ake Loba. There's still lots of little things to work out with this team, but for them to already have three road wins shows you that this team is just as good as it was last year, probably just as good as the preseason prognosticators that had them second in the Western Conference and absolutely can win an MLS Cup, period. They are good enough to win the whole stinking thing, and that building is going to be absolutely crazy 
Tickets went on sale and were sold out in one day for the home opener on May 1st. So hope you got some tickets. Come out and check it out. Make sure you listen to the Club and Country podcast out every single Tuesday covering Nashville SC. Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan do a great job. Make sure you check that out on Tuesdays. John Morant returned for the Memphis Grizzlies, 21 points, 9 assists on Saturday night as they won their 56th game of the season. This this is now, by definition, the greatest regular season Memphis Grizzlies basketball team in franchise history. No other Memphis Grizzlies team in the history of that organization has won more games than this team has. And this team has blown people out the entire season. The way they play is extraordinarily fun. John Morant being back healthy on the final weekend of the regular season is no small accomplishment. It means he should be ready to go after a few days rest in the playoff series coming up this weekend. And again, There's no reason for Nashville not to be watching this product. It is a high-level NBA team. I think I could argue the Memphis Grizzlies are maybe the most underrated professional sports franchise in the country. The number two team in the Western Conference, a team that could win a championship, a team that's setting franchise records with a superstar point guard who is dominating social media feeds, and no one talks about them on SportsCenter or all these talking heads, stupid national cable TV shows. Nobody talks about them. This is one of the best franchises in all of sports. It's certainly one of the best teams in the NBA. The Suns are the best team in the NBA, and Memphis beat them two games to one this year in the regular season. There's absolutely no reason, I've said it a million times, for you folks here in Nashville to not be watching Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. So turn on the TV this weekend when the playoff series gets started, all right? Thank you guys all for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Make sure you're checking out the YouTube page. Of course, a lot of good stuff over there. Make sure you remember the name, the Kingston Group as well. BuildKG.com is the website. Our great and wonderful title sponsor. Do not make any big decisions about your house without contacting them first. That's BuildKG.com. My name is Braden Gall. Thank you guys all for listening. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Zach Lyons and myself on a Tuesday Titans long form. We'll be back tomorrow. So thanks for listening. This has been the 440 for Monday, April 11th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.